Mike Seibert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And you're always welcome to write into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. And on this week's show, my guest is Jason Halverson. He's the director of Costume Characters for Causes, a nonprofit business from the Pacific Northwest dedicated to raising awareness, funding, and joy for local pediatric charities, all while dressed as superheroes from comic books and pop culture. And uh, and I know you're super busy getting ready for this year's Emerald City Comic Con, Jason, but thanks for taking the time to be on the show. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, well, we can start off by talking about Emerald City Comic Con. Perfect. Uh, the comic convention starts uh, March 1st through the 4th. We'll be setting up in the PCC level. This is a, a, like the ground floor across the street from the main, the main everything. But when you go into the convention, you go upstairs and you go across the sky bridge and you're out there into that. And there's, you go down the different levels on that side. There's rooms and, and panels and stuff going on. Uh, and if you keep going down to the ground floor, you're going to find the 501st Legion, mm-hmm. and we'll be right across from them uh, in that main area of the TCC level. So this year, uh, we are, uh, we're bringing back our Funko Proto Auction. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is this amazing um, way of, of raising funds for, for the uh, – for our local charity uh, this year, it's going to be the Good Times Project again. And so, uh, what what we have is uh, some of our volunteers, as we call them, uh, work for Funko and have made arrangements to have people donate the prototype Funkos that they have worked on throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are their own personal, very rare prototypes of uh, the pops that people get and collect. So uh, these tend to be worth a little bit more. They've, uh, there's been prices up in the, mm-hmm. you know, fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars for a single one of these. Uh, usually, average somewhere around, you know, anywhere from a hundred to three hundred dollars. Right. Uh, and this year, our uh, uh, staff member that that is our liaison with Funko, um, <laughs> he got mm-hmm. forty one, forty one rare Funko prototypes. Uh, were donated from these people's personal collections mm-hmm. to the Good Times Project and Costume Characters for Causes for this this auction. Um, now, you should know that uh, 100% of the benefits go to the Good Times Project. So we're basically here promoting the event, um, mm-hmm. kind of facilitating things, getting everything going. Uh, we want to talk to people, get people involved. Right. Um, it's really, it's going to be a lot of fun. And this year, the, the, uh, the bidding will be done 100% online, 
right? So yeah. if you're interested, you want to go to the Good Times Project website. That's going to be www.thegoodtimesproject.org slash online auction. Now, that online auction runs uh, through the entirety of the of Emerald City Comic Con, right? Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, bidding will officially begin at 10 a.m. when they open the doors for the uh, convention on March 1st. Uh, bidding will stop at 2 o'clock on Sunday, the last day of the convention. Um, registration will be open all the way up until about noon on Sunday. Oh, okay. So if you haven't registered yet, you'll still be able to register once you get to the convention or, you know, uh, all the way up to the last day. Now, uh, we will not be keeping all 41 of the prototypes at the convention. They're just, there's too much value there, but we may have yeah. a couple of them so people can see what's going to be bidded on. Oh, perfect. That that was going to be my question because I mean we're uh we're kind of burying the lead a little bit. This is a this is a huge step up from some of the uh, uh, previous prototype auctions. Like uh, like last year, uh, there were about a half a dozen of these prototypes that were uh, generously donated, and um, you know you had an auctioneer and it was a live auction plus a couple silent auction items, um, and it was a lot of fun because I know a lot of people are really excited about. Uh, Funko and collecting pops and, you know, to get the opportunity to uh, uh, get some of these oftentimes one-of-a-kind collectibles is, is uh, you know, it, it's a great opportunity and obviously helps uh, um, a great cause in the Good Times Project. But this, I mean, 41 individual uh, prototypes. I, I was looking at the uh, website earlier and uh, some of those prototypes are magnificent. I mean, some of the... Some some of my listeners are probably going to find themselves in competition with me on some of those auctions because I've I've already got my eye on a few of the uh, prototypes I'm going to be bidding on myself uh, <laughs> because I mean there's there's some spectacular pieces there. Yeah, yeah. The first time we did it was in 2015, and I think we had three, and those came from uh, Mike's personal collection. Mm-hmm. Mike is our he's our uh, one of our staff members and uh, uh, is one of the designers over at Funko. A big shout out to Mike. None of this would be possible without him, without his help and his work uh, within work. But yeah, so we had the three the first year, and uh, I actually, <laughs> I actually had a hard time announcing, making the public announcement, the because of the totals, because we had shattered our previous goals. Every mm-hmm. year we we raise the raise the stakes. What are our goals? How much do we want to raise? How much yeah. of a of an impact do we want to have? You know, uh, awareness wise. Like, what is our reach? We try to break those every single year. And, and not only we broke them, we've, we've been shattering them. I mean, we have started with, with cheese pooch buckets, <laughs> yelling, at, yelling at people as they go by, you know, like, hey, donate money to this charity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, then uh, 2016, we didn't have a spot at uh, the convention, so we weren't able to do anything. Uh, but last year we had, I think, yeah, I think you're right. It was like five or six of those. And the total, I think, uh, raised for the for the organization was around fifty two hundred dollars. Wow! Um, this year, what we decided to do is, with especially with forty one of them, there mm-hmm. are people that want to bid on these protos that are not in the Seattle area. So they're like right. genuinely hiring proxies to go to the convention. So they're investing, you know, money on the ticket and however much money they're paying the proxy to be there to do the bidding for them on the chance of getting that proto. 
So instead of them doing that, we've got people that are out there in the United States. We, we'd mm-hmm. like to try and get as many out globally as possible. There's other logistical right. changes with or challenges with that, but mm-hmm. uh, you know it's a step by step process. Um, so anyway, the online auction will allow those collectors to still be able to participate, no matter where they're at, uh, and that's one of our goals because that let's be honest, we'll also increase the competition for the items, right? The money is always great, especially one of the reasons we chose the camp to be our charities because even $100 actually has a huge impact for a small organization like this. So you raise, you know, $5,000 or $10,000. I mean, that helps to, you know, feed a whole bunch of kids at the camp one year, right? So, I mean, it does have that impact. But the biggest impact is getting the name out there. It's the awareness. Oh, okay. So tagged along with everything, all these people are hearing about this 501c3 charitable camp for kids that have either survived currently or going under oncology treatments for cancer. Um, Their siblings, right, who have lived with this and gone through all the torment with the rest of the family, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And it's a no-cost camp. So you got parents who are financially just strapped. Yeah, because of this battle for their for their kids' lives, uh, one week camp. It's a vacation for the parents. It's it's uh, you know, it's really kind of a godsend for them. Mm-hmm. And it's you go to the camp and and you see the kids, you meet the kids, you you participate with them, and it affects the way that you see life. Mm-hmm. You know, approach life. These kids face these challenges that are to their their absolute existence, and they, they do it with smiles, and they do it with, you know, their back straight and, and ready to fight, and it just, it's inspiring. You know, these these right. are some tough kids going going through some yeah. really tough stuff. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. So, mm-hmm. uh, so getting, the, getting, making any awareness of what this is, right? And, and one of my goals has always been, and, and I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge Seahawks fan, Okay. It's always been to try and get uh, get the camp on one of the players' radars. Now you know how how the players are always they always have like their own foundations and yeah, and sort of their own things that they that they kind of do. Uh, I'm always hoping that like maybe one of the new rookies coming in or one of the guys on the offensive line, maybe a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> I could throw names out there, but uh, uh, I want them to 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 know the camp. I want them to actually yeah. visit the camp and and participate. And and once it gets uh, it gets on the radar, then my goal is I'll, we'll start with another charity. We'll find another charity that's in that place that needs that kind of awareness and that kind of support and help. Of course, oh, okay. we'll always be helping part of the the camp, but I kind of want to stair step costume characters for causes mm-hmm. and expand out with other charities and, and make this a, a functional process. Yeah, absolutely, and in fact, that's a that that's kind of a good uh, good segue to kind of take a step back and um, you know tell me uh, uh, tell us um, a little more about what um, costume characters for causes specifically does because you know we've we've uh, heard about the Good Times Project and the good they do, but um, talk a little bit about what you and the other volunteers do uh, with uh, Costume Characters for Causes? Well, Costume Characters for Causes uh, started around 2010 uh, with uh, it was a couple friends. We were at the convention, and we, we met some people that were doing something like this, 
And uh, actually, my partner at the time, Kristen, um, she was just so fired up with this and kind of got me involved. And, and since then, she's kind of gone off to other things. But what we do is we use this, um, this love for cosplay and the environment of the, the conventions and different shows, uh, even parades, things like that, to uh, try and make an impact in our local communities. And we were specifically targeting, like, pediatric charities. How are our ways that we can assist? How are ways that we can help mm-hmm. and benefit? And the goal has always been, uh, I'm doing air quotes here, <laughs> to make the greatest impact, right? Gotcha. And, and so we're always, you know, trying to kind of develop and, and keep that uh, as one of our, our main focuses. Uh, is how can we make an impact for those one of those charities or for our community? And, mm-hmm. and we're seeing we've seen a lot of development. Then you know since 2010, we were or, let's see, we officially became a nonprofit business in 2012. Right where um, what happened was uh, this great guy named Quentin Shaw who does a, he has a publishing company we see at the at Emerald City every year, QEW Publishing. He kind of pushed us and inspired us, he even bought us our first banner and gave us some space at a table to, <laughs> to kind of present ourselves and uh, kind of give us that, like, I don't know, baby bird push out of the nest. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> well, yeah, we started with, um, with like, you know, half a dozen people, uh, and we, would, we, had, we had cheese poofs buckets, you know, little plastic containers you get cheese poofs in <laughs> <Right>. from Costco. <laughs> <laughs> So we'd put those out, and, and we'd be at the convention, and, and as people would go by, we'd have a barker going, we're comic book characters for causes, which was our name at the time. Um, and, and basically, we were just yelling at people and kind of scaring <laughs> them into donating money. And so, you know, the, the, the first year, I think, we were really excited. Like, wow, we raised $125. Well, mm-hmm. I paid next year, let's try and double that. So the next year, we were goal, our goal was 250 and I think we raised about 325 So we had, like, a big jump, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, – yeah. Uh, every year we kind of we kind of bumped it up a little bit, and then when Mike joined us in like 2014, mm-hmm. um, he started helping us out with a lot of different things, and he suggested, "Hey, you know, let's do the Funko thing." And so that was like we we, we tried raffles. We had people donating like Xboxes and stuff to us. Oh, okay. So that so that we would have these raffles. We're trying to sell raffle tickets. We have um, we still have some prints. I'll give you one. Uh, that we that we had made of our original like five members that was done by an artist named Ben Hansen. Oh wow! Um, oh yeah, yeah, I know him. Uh, but yeah, so we tried all these various different things, and and I think the greatest success happened with uh, when when uh, uh, Mike suggested the Funko auction. So we're kind of branching, and I've gotten to work a lot more with the the uh, the Good Times project, mm-hmm. which has helped us sort of evolve. So yeah. uh, I used to work for a digital marketing company which came in really handy with a lot of the, the things we were trying to, to, to move forward, you know, new media, let's get, let's have a greater social media presence. Uh, your, you know, double check everything on the internet and how, how is all that looking? And so working with the good times project as, as, as they have grown, they've also helped us to grow and vice versa. At mm-hmm. least I'd like to think but. but yeah, so, uh, costume characters for causes, uh, as we exist now, we are a, a, almost entirely volunteer run uh, program where our mm-hmm. volunteers basically fill out the mass of our characters. So we, we basically invite people to come in and help us out and donate some of their time. Mm-hmm. 
And in exchange for that time, we try and do things for them, like maybe get discounted, you know, ticket prices for the conventions, right? Uh, if possible. If they do a certain amount of time in the booth, we consider that work, you know, and we'll give them a pass. You know, someone mm-hmm. spends basically an entire, like one entire day in the booth, an eight-hour shift. I'll, I'll buy them a pass. That's worth it. That's worth it to us. Cool. Um, and then the primary thing that we do is like we'll we do the photo op. So we've got the photo booth, right. and uh, one of our directors, he's our director of uh, visual technology, Bobby mm-hmm. Grant. Um, Bobby's playing with green screen backdrops now. Uh, we'll have a bigger monitor that's going to be out there playing stuff. Um, so you'll get to see the the auction running. Along those lines, uh, also okay. playing, will be, will probably play uh, uh, Ironheart at some point at the convention. Okay, um, nice. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have, a, I've, I've saved up for like a year, personally, and to, to get this 40-inch television to hang in my shop. Ah, <laughs> so I'm going I'm okay. to bring that to the convention this year, and that's, that's going to be our, one of our displays that faces out towards the outside. So Very uh, cool. So it'll be nice, and we'll have, like, different things running. So this will be a new experiment for us. Very cool. Well, I'm really excited about that. So so basically, at the Costume Characters for Causes uh, booth um, at Emerald City Comic Con, which is going to be uh, returning to the Family HQ area in the uh, TCC side of, uh, of the Washington State Convention Center. And again, uh, Emerald City Comic Con runs uh, March 1st through the 4th. And basically, uh, we've talked about a lot of what's going to be going on there. Basically, you can uh, get your photo taken with uh, uh, some of the best cosplayers in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll have a presentation of uh, the movie Ironheart, which we're going to talk about in uh, in a little bit. Um, and yeah, you'll have the opportunity oh. to um, uh, see some of these uh, rare uh, Funko prototypes that have been generously donated by the art department, and you can bid on them in the uh, uh, Funko uh, prototype auction to benefit the good times project uh that's uh that's all that's all really really cool it's very uh very exciting i'm uh, uh definitely looking forward to checking that out you know I mean, something just occurred to me that sure. i just remembered is that on saturday do you uh-huh. know do you know who the selfie dad is i do as a matter of fact and i was do, going do to mention know, him Chris Burmartin, the, the yes. selfie dad, he's also one of our volunteers. Mm-hmm. He has helped us out from time to time. He's a great guy. And he's going to be at the convention this year doing his selfie dad thing, right? But not only that, on Saturday, he's going to be at the booth. So if you want to track him down at random sometime during the convention, that's always a fun, you know, uh, scavenger hunt. But he will be at our booth from like 11 to 1, I think. So he'll be doing pictures there. You can get a selfie with him. Uh, with his daughter, you know, whatever, they're both going to be there. And yep. that's going to be a little bit of fun, too. That's, that's um, going to be a lot of fun. He's a, he's a cool dude, as, as Steve Harvey guy. would say. This is my favorite dude right now. Because that's funny to me. He, he's a good guy, and he's a very funny man. Yeah. Um, also, now, I, I don't have any schedule for this, but sure. uh, Nate Lyles, the uh, producer and director of Ironheart, is going to be attending this year's Emerald City Comic Con. Oh, okay. And I've extended uh, an open, it's an open door uh, for him to come visit anytime. Mm-hmm. So I don't have anything concrete yet, but uh, he will be there. I, have, I imagine that I'd, I'd like to try and get him there when we play the movie. and He can meet people and, uh, you know, say hi, and network a little bit. He's a great guy. 
Awesome. Very cool. So actually, let's uh, um, let's uh, let's pivot there for a sec. Let's talk about Ironheart for a sec because we've mentioned it a few times. Um, what what is it, and uh, and why should we all be excited about it? Because I'm very excited about it. <laughs> All right, so uh, Ironheart is um, it's one of the story arcs. I believe it's from the Invincible Iron Man comics. And yes, what Nate yeah. has done, he's a, he's a huge comic book nerd. I mean, I love this guy in what he does and the way he sees the world. And he took the Ironheart story of Riri Williams, and he brought it verbatim out of Invincible Iron Man. So a lot of the – if you go and look at one of those issues – Mm-hmm. You're going to find that that he's taken that and he just he just brought it to life and he put his own flavor to it and it's really this great story of 15 year old genius mm-hmm. who decides that you know she's going to kind of follow her role model and build a, a an Iron Man suit for herself mm-hmm. because she can. Are you familiar with with Riri Williams? It's I- in the I am actually, yeah. I uh, I like that story quite a bit. It's a uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and um, especially with a lot of what Marvel has been doing in terms of uh, uh, representation and diversity and all that. Absolutely. I think I, I think I, I think it's a it's a great story, right? And uh, in- incorporated in the story, and he's kind of set himself up for for future things. Is mm-hmm. you know the Miles Morales uh, story. And so, you know, oh. Miles will will be uh, a part of that little universe. But it's a fan made film because that's he's a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, he also does an incredible Batman Beyond series uh, on the web, mm-hmm. and he actually has. Uh, I mean, that's like a legitimate production. That's one of his jewels, and is some fantastic work. So you got to check out the Batman Beyond series by. Uh, I think he's he goes under the name at an Eternal. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. get that linked up in the show notes, too, so folks can uh, uh, check that out and check out some of his other stuff as well. Awesome. Yeah, he's been doing lots of stuff. He keeps himself busy. Um, I was lucky enough to meet Nate through mutual friends, and this is the genius and the the absolute beauty of like social media <laughs> and having these, these networking tendrils out there that people who know people who know people, and one of my friends, Eugene Capon, knew this uh, girl who worked she's from Seattle, she's kind of a YouTuber, miscellaneous, amazing talent from singing to writing to producing to directing to acting. Wow. Um, and uh, she's been so busy that she, she's actually moved to L.A. and has worked with Nate on other projects, and they were needing a Tony Stark. And so it was like this person said to this person and sent me over to this person and I was like, I want to be in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so as I told Nate, we got done. Um, I was like, cool, bucket list uh, item checked off. So you have a role in Ironheart. It starts with the spark, that that awesome fan-made movie, right? I do. I have a tiny little role, and it's, it's it was a single day of shooting, but it's just a, sort of the exclamation point at the end of the at the end of the show, the like, hey, how is it? I got to be Tony Stark. It was just, it was just a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun that day. Very cool. That's uh, that's awesome. I I have not had the opportunity to watch the movie yet. I was kind of waiting a little bit, uh, but now I'm I'm even more uh, stoked for well, it. That was already. my next question for you. If you'd had a chance to catch it, it's a very it's a short movie. It's about eighteen minutes. Okay. And, uh, you know, this has been a great, uh, great year for Nate. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's had a lot of success with uh, the Batman Beyond series. Uh, Ironheart got put out and is, is, is starting to, is moving forward and getting some, some coverage. Um, and he's from Philadelphia. 
So oh. he's really happy because his Eagles just won the Super Bowl. So, so. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So like this is the year to know Nate. I think this is a good year for him. <laughs> Very cool. Kind of, kind of like on, the, kind of like uh, get him before he explodes and becomes like super famous and so uh, diva like that that you won't be able to approach him at a show, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we we hope so. But yeah, I, I just think it, it's it's been a great experience for me, and I've been tremendously lucky in getting to do some of these things. So, you know, flying down to L.A. and spending a weekend uh, doing the shoot, that was so much fun for me. It was like a little mini vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that's like, you know how life is a, a, a series of pathways, and, and there, every other life you cross is sort of a string that you that affects your, your path. Yeah, I, you know, kind of pulls you along this way or that way. Yep, you, you understand what I'm saying. I do, I do. Yeah, it, it seemed like last year a lot of things like converged simultaneously to allow that to happen. So, yeah. um, being a fan-made film, he didn't have a lot of budget, so he couldn't pay me. But I got a bonus at work that was just exactly the amount of money I needed for a plane ticket and a hotel room. <laughs> oh, that's see, you know, it, things it, happen yeah, for a reason. They, they, they really reason. do. They really do. So, <laughs> you know, my wife is super supportive. She helped me get the plane tickets and everything. She's really mm-hmm. good at the logistical stuff like that and, and uh, allowed me to go down there and, and, you know, spend a spend a weekend in Hollywood and did the, the dorky tourist thing. And, and I was all Tony Stark out, so I'm in a yeah. suit. <laughs> suit and tie and all dressed as Tony Stark and, and uh, getting my pictures taken on Hollywood Boulevard was a little bit of fun. Oh, that's amazing. That's cool. I mean, because, you know, I I think I've mentioned this to you uh, before, but like I've uh, one of the pictures I have on uh, my podcast page where we came down with uh, 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 me and Mickey and and, uh, you know, for for the radio station. And we have a picture with you in the uh, costume characters for causes booth. And I'm constantly having people saying, oh, my gosh, you guys met Robert Downey Jr. uh, (laughs) Is is that that him? Like, no, he's 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 RDJ's fatter cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned no such I'm thing. I'm a Tony. But yeah, no, that's that's one of my favoriteest things to talk about because I mean the uh, the cosplay that you do for Tony Stark is just uncanny. It's it's uh, it's really really something. And uh, thank you. I, and, I have a lot of fun, and I continue to do it uh, for that reason. Because I get a lot of great feedback like that. Mm-hmm. So um, because of Costume Characters for Causes, it's a perfect MC personality, I yes. guess. Yes, definitely. You know, and like I've hosted um, uh, like kids' costume contests, mm-hmm. uh, things like that as Tony Stark. And, and uh, actually the adult ones at Jet City a couple years ago, I was the, I was the, the MC for that. Uh, which was interesting because um, I have really bad eyesight. Oh. <laughs> and I couldn't see anything with it because I wear the, the, the sunglasses. I need to get right. that, that are prescription so I can read things. Uh, so I look like old Tony with the glasses on the end of my nose. Like, hey, <laughs> I used to be Iron Man. <laughs> oh, I can't see. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> times. So at, uh, at Emerald City this year, are you going to be uh, donning the armor? Um, a a because uh, you know it's funny. I I follow a lot of the volunteers on their social medias, and you know oh, yeah, it's always yeah. about We've like got some amazing talent in our team, man. Some amazing talent. So let's uh let's uh let's 
talk about some of those folks. Any uh, any folks you want to give uh, particular uh, shout outs to? Because I like 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 I always tell my listeners, it's like it's it's where the best cosplayers uh, in the Pacific Northwest go uh, to uh, pose for photos. Because I mean, you guys do it so well. I mean, between you know, like the backdrop and the green screen and uh, and all that, it's 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 funny. Over the last couple years, as I've kind of like you know been tangentially exposed uh, uh, to the a local cosplay community i've i've one i know that there is a local cosplay community which i think is really cool but but what i've noticed is that yeah folks uh definitely kind of converge on wherever uh um, costume characters for causes is hanging out at well thank you uh and we i would like to think that we've become sort of a you know a draw Mm-hmm. Uh, for the for the cosplay talent, but I think that the biggest reason is because we do we have some amazing, amazingly talented people in our in our organization. Um, it, this is always difficult because if I don't mention somebody, then it's you know then I feel like it, you know, I've insulted someone. But okay. uh, at the same time, we've got uh, we've got people like like Abby Sue Cosplay and uh, Jared Kandra uh, who have been core to our our organization for. Well, since the basically since the inception, mm-hmm. um, Jerica has become like our our social media mogul. Abby has always done a lot of our design. She she helped design the uh, the logos. She's done t shirts. She's done amazing things as an artist. You know, from our like I said, our business cards and our and our uh, our logo mm-hmm. all the way over to her own work. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, I did my Tony Stark at Rose City Comic Con. Uh huh. And we did. It was the only time I've really done, or like, been in a, a costume contest uh, at a large convention. Oh! And uh, I came in second. But the reason I came in second was because Abby came in first, third, and fourth <laughs> because she had made costumes not only for herself but for her brother and for a friend. Oh, and gotcha. the staff, when they heard that, I mean, there's no way nobody was going to beat Abby that day. Right? She was on point, man. And it was like. Yeah, just what an incredible talent, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, we've got the amazing talent. It's such it's a group of people, the Seattle Avengers, mm-hmm. um, that have they've kind of helped us with a lot of promotions. And they're a very top level, very detail oriented organization mm-hmm. or group, and they contribute individually and as an organization with us all the time. So I always like to help those guys out. Um, mm-hmm. One of our directors and one of my friends. Uh, Batman in Seattle, mm-hmm. and Batman in Seattle, uh, Matt, or as we call him, Batmat. <laughs> uh, uh, he does this. It's this spot on eighty nine Keaton Batman, and every time we're doing something, I always want to like do the Joker, but everybody does the Joker, so maybe the yeah. Penguin. You know, I think I'd be a really scary Catwoman, so I'm not going to go that <laughs> direction. Uh, but like, uh, like recently, I helped I helped Matt out. Uh, he does a lot of events as Batman in Seattle. Right. And so he did a thing at the Mopop where they were doing a, uh, a presentation of Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. And so they had brought him in to be there for photos and stuff. And so I kind of went along as his handler. And that was just so much fun. Okay. I really had a lot of fun. And like, I'm, no, I'm not in the, in the center of attention. I'm completely out of you know, costume. And right. everybody's, you, know, you see Batman and that's, people just lose their minds. 
Well, and especially with Matt's suit. I mean, as you said, it it is on point. And, you know, we we talked a little bit about how uh, your resemblance to Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, version of Iron Man is there. I mean, he looks like he stepped right out of Tim Burton's Batman. I mean, it's like he, he I, totally does. He does. He does side by sides. If you check out his mm-hmm. uh, his Instagram um and there are with with the right effects and lighting. You, some of those pictures, you have a hard time telling which one's actually Keaton. Yeah, except that seriously, I, if I, you I, look at the details, if you're a nerd like me, I'll find the details <laughs> and I'm like, I know which one is this because you know I've helped them put the darn suit on. So right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, and There's I think no secrets left there, pal. <laughs> well, and I think Matt is like like six inches taller than than Keaton is. Also, if I remember correctly, I yeah, mean, I like think Keaton is is like my height, like five nine. Right, right. And And Matt, I think, is around Mm 6'1". So Batman should be imposing that way. That's the the problem I've run into. As Tony Stark, I'm perfect. Right? I'm the right height. But as Iron Man, I need like another six inches. (laughs) You know? Because it's Iron Man. But hey, that's that's part of the thing that I've been working on. Uh, One of my projects is uh, the the boots in my costume. Yeah. Right? The the feet part Mm -hmm. are the first things I ever made. Well, actually, the second parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I ever made as costume parts as Iron Man. And they are made out of, and I'm not joking, paper and wood glue. Oh, that's awesome. And they're my feet. Mm-hmm. And these things, I think, five years, and they're still functional. They're battered, and they're starting to kind of come apart. But they're paper. That's <laughs> 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 crazy. They've lasted that long. So I figured it was time to do an upgrade. So uh, with the, the stuff that I have learned in the years since I made that first set, uh, I've been working on a new a new set of boots for Iron Man. So I should be able to still dance just fine in those babies. Nice. But they'll give me a little bit more lift and they'll, it sort of finishes the lines of the overall costume. Mm -hmm. So I've got, uh, yes, I'll be donning the the armor this year. Oh, very good. Well, uh, to to come back, to come circle way back the long way. uh, (laughs) Yes, I will be donning the the costume. I'll be doing various versions of Tony. Perfect. uh, Because it's easy I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, but it also allows me to, to do what I do, which is basically talk to people. Right. Um, interact. And if I get the, the, those opportunities, like last year I did uh, the Emerald City, had asked me to, to emcee the kids' costume contest, which was right by us. And I don't know if you were there that day. But oh, that that's was right. So much, yeah, yeah. It was I, so much fun. You're right. That was a lot of fun. And, you know, like, like you've mentioned, I mean, the kids love Tony. They, they always do. They do. Kids love Tony, and, and Tony's a, if I can remember, to keep myself to the level of the kids. Because Tony has some adult humor that he should not utter in front of children. Sure. <laughs> um, and so that's always the challenge with me and with Tony is to um, be mindful of, uh, of everybody around us. Um, I have my other two costumes. That I don't have a, I'm not like most cosplayers. A lot of cosplayers, every every event is a new costume. Right. right. They're constantly making costumes and, mm-hmm. and their skill improves in, in everything. And I, I basically, I have like three costumes that I keep going back over and redoing. So mm-hmm. I, what happens is every time you see that costume, it's got new details, more layers. Right. So I've got Deathstroke uh, from the DC universe. I needed something to go with Batman. I also have the Odin costume. I think you've seen that. Yeah. Uh, I also have in plans and some parts. I don't know. I won't have time to do it for Emerald City, but right. 
uh, a mashup. Did you ever see the mashup of Tony Stark and the, the Odin costume? You, uh, I remember you were telling me about it uh, once upon a time, like you were going to go for kind of like a Game of Thronesy type take on. Well, I on... still plan on doing that, and actually, okay. I, I, I've I've made some progress that way. But uh, if you know me and my my process, it'll be about two or three years before anything is <laughs> actually sure, developed. It. Sure, sure. Um, uh, but no, the mashup for uh, for that one, I call it Iron Thor. Okay. So basically, I do the the leave on the Tony hair and facial facial hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, throw on some sunglasses, and then I uh, have an impromptu chest piece that goes over it with the the, the legs and one arm of Iron Man. Oh, and then I carry okay. I carry around Thor's hammer, and I yell at people, and I go, "Guess who's worthy?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of fun. I it, it was a lot of fun. It was it did it for <laughs> Halloween a couple years ago. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so cool. I look forward to doing another one of those uh, someday soon. But, uh, but yes, I'm going to do the, the Stark mashup uh, where I have parts of the Iron Man suit, parts of um, – and I have a uh, – I actually have a, a – it's the wolf's head brooch. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And it, here's the most amazing thing. This thing's perfect. It's like a three-inch in diameter wolf's head plastic brooch. Mm. And I found it in a parking lot. Remember what <laughs> I said about lines converging? Yep. Right? I'm walking along and I'm like, look at this. This is perfect. Who, how do I find something like that? I've got to keep that. Because, <laughs> yeah, you, you just you just never know. That's, oh, that's. Well, since I had been planning on doing the, um, the Iron Man slash Game of Thrones Stark mashup, mm-hmm. uh, finding a brooch with a wolf's head on it made out of plastic that I can. I can I can sand out a few spots, add some lights behind it. That's also one of my upgrades for the suit. Uh, I've got some guys that I work with. I work yeah. uh, during my day job. I do IT for a uh, an engineering firm. Oh, okay. I do, uh, cool. Electrical and mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Comic Con, Emerald City Comic Con, is actually a big part of our our company. Uh, my my boss does a lot of work with Epic Photo Ops. Um, a lot of the guys, the a lot of our engineers, and even our senior engineers have worked as minions at the Emerald City. Uh, they've done things, everything nice. from, you know, handling tickets to uh, they've done the peace bonding tables. I mean, you name it, they've done it. Mm-hmm. So a couple of those guys, I, uh, I've been trying to, trying to encourage them. To, uh, let me put it this way. I read a, a quote once that I believe in. It's mm-hmm. never do yourself what someone else can do better and faster. Oh, I like that. You like that? <laughs> I, I like it, that a lot. <laughs> it is so true. It is so very true. And so I found a couple of uh, electrical engineers. One guy who does a lot of um, a lot of helicopter work. Mm-hmm. And uh, the two of them started nerding out when I, when I said, like, hey, I, I really need a new chest piece mm-hmm. for my suit. And so we'd ordered these super bright LEDs to put in the new, the new piece. Because I've been using like a – it's a really low output thing that runs off of like three triple A's that came with a t-shirt. Oh, okay. Sure. From sure. Think Geek, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I just had it like duct taped on the inside. So I've never actually had it. You know, you know how cons are. Mm-hmm. You're out in the daytime. Right. And especially at our booth, we've got bright lights. So you can't see the light. It gets drowned out in daylight, uh, especially with photo lights. It just doesn't show up. So I wanted something that was going to be bright. We're going to put three super bright LEDs in there and we... We got these guys working for me to mm-hmm. to put this together. Got them. They got all excited about this, and they 
they ran the light off of one, and it's so bright. <laughs> it's so bright. There's no way that three, the three would just like melt the entire plastic chess piece. Well, I, I was going to ask you about that, about so heat bright. output. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, a... no, no, I'm like, oh my god, now I've got I, it, it. Generates so much heat. Yeah, you'd be, so, uh, you know, melted iron armor, uh, Iron Man at that point, battle damage well, you know, or something. That's my joke. Is that you know, how Tony says is that the the suit is is his, right? Yeah. And so I've been working on adding like. Stark property of Tony Stark and things like that. Oh, like sweet. Random over the over the costume, but um, <laughs> that's fine. Well, okay, so let's uh, uh let's loop things uh back around. So again, uh, Jason as uh, Tony Stark as Iron Man himself is going to be at um, the costume characters for Causes photo booth during Emerald City Comic Con um, uh, this year, going uh, March first through the fourth. Uh, you guys are going to be on the first. First level of the TCC building, uh, returning to the family HQ area. Um, right. Yeah, and that's and and actually that was that was another thing I, I wanted to mention. Um, is uh, okay. So if if I, I was just looking at a map a little a uh, little bit ago, uh, so level one is basically like right when you walk into the the TCC building, right? Correct. Ground floor. Oh, that's perfect, because I know in years past you guys have been um, down one level on, like, the lower level next to, like, like the Lego Brick Nation and, and right. you know. Some Last other- year we were downstairs, and there were people that came in on the ground floor that said, we didn't even know there was downstairs here. Right. <laughs> uh, this year we're up one level, and we're directly across from the 501st Legion. Mm-hmm. So uh, you look for the Star Wars guys, as they're called. I'm doing the air quotes again. And they're, <laughs> they they have this incredible setup where they've got like, I don't know, seven, six, seven booths with all these different backdrops in there. It is the coolest thing. Oh, it, it's it's so, a whole experience. It's like you walk it, through it. They've it really got like is. a speeder bike in there and like all It really is. It really is. It's pretty cool amazing. Stuff. And so this year, uh, Emerald City was kind enough to put us right across from where people come out. So when you go in, you go and do the, the 501st thing and you'll come mm-hmm. over and you'll, you'll come out and you'll see us. And since we're kind of related, right. you know, we're kind of, we're kind of doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. The 501st is such a huge organization and we're so very small that it's a huge honor for us to kind of just like sit in the shadow. So we're totally, what do they call it? Uh, I'm going to do the Burger King to their McDonald's. I don't know. <laughs> if I was snotty, I would use Amadeus, but uh, I won't. I won't make that reference. <laughs> that's, that's I I understood that reference. <laughs> you, you got that reference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ask your parents, gonna, kids. I'll play their Salieri to their to their Amadeus. There you go. That, that's really <laughs> that's really stuffy. Oh man, but but that reminds me. I I have so we I have like a Emerald City. Comic-Con hack for uh, exclusively for folks listening to the podcast. Now, everybody typically when they go into the uh, the comic convention and you go to the uh, Washington State Convention Center, you go in the main entrance, right? And Where you, there's the big escalators? Yep, and you get in with that throng of people and you're going up right. three escalators that occasionally exactly. close because there's and too many people. And it's always a giant parking lot of people right so exactly. so here's what we're going to tell folks to do 
Screw that Go noise. to the TCC building across the street. I'm sorry, did I spoil it? No, that, that's exactly <laughs> what we're saying because, I mean, that's even before uh, Costume Characters for Causes was there, that was always my secret hack because what yeah. I would do is I would go in on the TCC side and work my way backwards and, you know, it's just uh, uh, two flights of stairs up and you're on the back of the show floor. Well, yeah, it, something to remember also is that whole thing above us. Uh huh. Right. There's like three or four floors. Right. That go up to the main show floor. Mm-hmm. And on every floor, they have something now. Right. right? The TCC building kind of gets ignored because it's really the roots. It's like a tap root. Yeah. For the convention. And everybody has that main floor where the artists, you know, Artist Alley mm-hmm. and then. I don't even know where the celebrities are this year. Uh, are they're they over upstairs again. No, they're actually over at the Sheridan. Oh, that's they're right. They're like not that's even right. in the, the convention place, center. The convention center has gotten so much bigger that they don't even fit in there anymore. That's disappointing for me because I always had fun going over and and talking to celebrities. Um, when and I don't know if you can even still do it, but like you can go over and talk to them when there's no one in line. You know what? Honestly, I haven't been through that area uh, since they've moved to the Sheridan, but I would imagine. Yeah, me I would imagine it's similar where you can, because I mean, yeah, like you, like sometimes I would just browse, you know, just kind of, just kind of mill around a little bit and well, just kind of, it's like. You go to the smaller conventions like Rose City, right? Mm-hmm. And at Rose City, the celebrities are like, like in one corner and you just can just walk down the aisle and, and like there's nobody at their booth, you just go over and talk to them. So yeah. like I said, stood there and, and had a talk with Michael Bain one time. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy from uh, Terminator and Aliens yeah, and yeah. every 80s movie. Yeah, <laughs> talked with him for a while and, and met Claire Kramer. I didn't even know who she was until I talked to her. Um, uh, actors from Stargate, oh, sure. you know, and uh, my daughters got, they still talk about it, got, they got a chance to like hang out with Alex Keaton Kingston, who was um, one of the, she was the doctor's wife, right? Sure. She was uh, River River Song in uh, in Doctor oh, Who. Oh, Doctor Who, yeah. Right. I always remember her from ER and other stuff, but <laughs> for my kids, she's River Song from Doctor mm-hmm. Who. And awesome. so they went and, and chatted with her one day, and they still talk about that. So that, I don't know. I have to go check out the Sheridan. It's always a fun experience with the opportunity to kind of like bump into people. You yeah. Know? Well, and it's amazing just how in these last 16 years that Emerald City Comic Con has gone from a one-day show in the uh, exhibition center next to the football stadium to, like, this massive four-day thing to where uh, even the Washington State Convention Center can't contain all of its awesomeness. Like, you know, just like they recently released the maps of, you know, where everything is, and it's just, I mean, it's mind-boggling how you know I, I remember once upon a time like in like the the old show program the map would take up one page and then <laughs> yeah and then it would take across like a two-page spread now it's like i i can't even think of how many different folds and pages it would be to see all of the different maps of well, everything that's available I during think the show. a really good comparison there is rose city and emerald city if you want yeah. to see where emerald city used to be check rose city absolutely um, there are people that complain that, that Emerald City has gotten so big now that you're not able to, you know, like approach people anymore. Uh, at Jet City a couple years ago, when mm-hmm. I did that mashup, I told yeah. you about. Yeah. Um, Terry Brooks was there. You know who Terry Brooks is? Yeah. Author? Yeah. The Shannara series. Famous author. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's uh, he's he's a uh, New York Times bestselling author, uh, uh, and he had a little table over mm-hmm. at the, in the on the corner of uh, Jet City, and uh, got a chance to talk with him, take pictures, and he was just a super super nice guy, <laughs> you know. But now, like, if you go to Emerald City, like, there's you got thousands of people in line, and, and there's an army of, of minions that, that yeah. create a wall of protection around the artists and the authors. So, like, this year there's going to be Brandon Sanderson mm-hmm. and all of these other huge authors. There's going to be these long lines, and they're just going to run you through it. You don't get the chance to sit and talk. You know, if you want to know how Emerald City used to be, do you know who Barry Kitson is? Absolutely. Barry Kitson was at Emerald City about four or five years ago when I did my first Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of the, the originating artists, him and, and uh, Avi Grana, who's like, yeah, that, that yeah, yeah. Name, he, right? he's kind of more the father of the modern Iron Man. He uh, exactly. kind of did a Very lot of the, the, the concept art for right the movie suit. Him. Yeah. But to give you an idea of what Emerald City was, when I started and did, first did the Tony Stark, probably 2011, um, I was walking through Artist Alley and he goes, hey, that's a great Tony Stark Iron Man. Can I get a picture? I had no idea who he was. Oh, okay. He for my picture, I got a picture with him. And one of my friends comes up to me. He's like got this look on his face. And I'm like, what is wrong with your eyebrows? And he goes, that was Barry Kitson. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry? And he goes, Barry Kitson, the artist, the, the artist for Iron Man and Spider-Man and, and for Marvel. And I was like... And he asked for my picture. He goes, yeah, he wanted your, you had a picture with, and he, he sent me a message on Facebook because I liked one of his pictures. And he goes, maybe you should go to my, my fan page. <laughs> I like we're friends. And he's like inviting me to a wedding or anything, but, but oh my um, gosh, that's you know, awesome. you got I got a chance to like meet the artist, a yeah. world famous award winning artist that is. Yeah. Legendary. I am mean, done, done a lot, a lot of stuff. Very Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my my friend Barry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we hang out, man. We kick it. Yeah. No, no, we don't. But um, we did meet, and he did. He offered to get it. He said he can't picture, and so I've always kind of cherished that because this was one of those times where I I had no idea because I mean I'd heard the name, but I would have never recognized him by face. And you know, at the convention, sometimes we walk around and we're all like, oh, sure. oh, look at this and look at that and. You don't really notice who the people are that are sitting at these tables. And there's these really great artists and, and authors and, you know, in some cases, the actors, they get a lot more attention now. And I think Emerald City is getting so big. That's one of the reasons yeah. they've, they've moved that over there that it's now become this, I think it's like the fourth or fifth largest one in the in the nation, though. I believe so. I mean, it's definitely top 10. And I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't top five. Yeah, and they have been awesome since they became read pop um, yeah. they've been so helpful and supportive of costume characters for causes and, mm-hmm. and it's it's just been you know we, we we do events for them we'll do whatever we can for them like we went right. uh we went downtown and and went into the fish market you saw some of those pictures right Where i abby, did yeah uh, i saw i saw abby <laughs> sue trying to catch a fish in her uh, she, uh mira no, she didn't cosplay. try she did she caught that she was dressed as uh uh mira from, Mira, from uh, uh, Justice Queen League. Mira from yeah. Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a fantastic costume. They're like, <laughs> they, they actually asked me, and I was in Odin. And Odin is made out of mostly foam. Yeah. And there's a lot of fabric there. And I'm thinking to myself, there's, there's no way I want to get hit with a fish 
Yeah, because that's never coming out. Because <laughs> it's never coming out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm going to smell like fish. Yeah. Like, look, there's one thing that I'm, there's like maybe two cents that I will not have attached to that ever. Yeah. One of them is fish. <laughs> Let's leave you to. Perfect. Yeah. It's a, it's a family show. We'll leave it there. <laughs> so, oh, man. Well, well, Jason, it is always a blast talking to you. This is. Uh, oh, man. I, I love talking to you, too. Man, you know, uh, are you going to be at the convention this year? I'm uh, I'm going to pop in on Friday. I'm uh, I'm going to spend some time down at the uh, uh, costume characters for causes booth. You know, uh, get good, some good, ca- good, get good. some photos. Um, you know, uh, uh, put something in the in the box uh, for uh, for the Good Times Project. You know, maybe see how some of my auctions are doing. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe uh, maybe chat with some of the uh, volunteers and and uh, uh, cosplayers. Maybe see if I could get some interviews. For for a uh, future podcast uh, episode coming up, um, and then yeah, just kind of just kind of browsing the show floor a little bit. I'm taking it a little easier uh, than I than I have in the past. Uh, just Good uh, for you. Well, and you know, it's it's interesting. You know, I mean. Um, we uh we're all fans, but man, it's getting older is hard as a oh, as a fan. Dude, no. <laughs> you gotta tell me, man. Most yeah. of my money goes to my chiropractor now, right? After convention, <laughs> that and I should own I should own uh, stock in ibuprofen somewhere. Yes. definitely but there's a lot of cool new stuff at the convention that i'm excited to check out like they have uh adjacent to the artist alley they have this uh new uh, music alley where they're going to have um a lot of uh local uh nerd music performers like you know like uh uh, kirby crackle and pdx broadsides mega thruster and a a handful of other uh, musicians that that have yeah that would be so much fun and you know what they were talking about that they've been doing that for a couple years Mm mm-hmm They'd have like Kirby crackle up and he yes. would be working out of like the hard rock and a couple other places. So that's, that's really exciting. You know what? And uh, with the booth has gone in, in a, in a direction, which is really great. That means I don't have to be there from start to finish. Exactly. For four days. Yeah. I generally tend to, right. But I will mm-hmm. go on what I call rovers. Yeah. You know, go out and hit the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one of the fun things that I do. Yeah. And I can't, I can't say that I do it. It's one of the fun things that we do, and it's something that that uh, Matt and I have been tinkering with. But it's this uh, the concept of t- what if Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne were friends, <laughs> right? And so like it's it's fun for me to go out as Tony Stark and him as Batman mm-hmm. and go through the convention, right? Yeah, and then yeah. we act we call it the Billionaires Boys Club, but we always have. Uh, we've, we've been we've been talking about doing these little these little like um, it's too bad Vine is dead six yeah, second no shorts you know ten second shorts fifteen second shorts that are jokes that are like Batman versus Iron Man kind of comp- comparisons <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> you know like one scene uh, you know uh, <laughs> it's cold outside uh-huh. and um, Batman has a runny nose and <laughs> and he starts blowing he starts blowing snot bubbles through through the mask. And it's really funny because it actually happened, and that's where the idea came from. <laughs> well, and that's like you got you got a little you got a little schmutz. Right? You, <laughs> you got, got a little a something little, on you. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "What? What is it? What is it? <laughs> no, no, nothing. Don't tell anybody." You know, like yeah, you know, yeah Tony's yeah. playing always plays jokes on on you know. And then the other thing was uh, 
Batman has that tendency to like throw the smoke bomb and like disappear. Yes. If he doesn't want to talk to you, he'll just like all you see is his back. Yeah, smoke bomb disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. So Matt has this, this thing that he likes to do where he, like if someone asks him a question, he'll just he'll be like, "What's that?" and then like turn around and like he's all you see is the back of him. <laughs> he's just going away. It's like I could still like, see like, you. Like, yeah, yes, I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't see me now. I don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like my yeah. cat. <laughs> He's just yeah, like, so- <laughs> yeah, it's like, if I can't see you, I'm invisible. Exactly. <laughs> Stealth mode. So, so anyway, last year we had a lot of fun. Uh, my suit has a lot of parts in it and is um, constantly a, an experiment. Yes. And so parts of it were like starting to break <laughs> going to the convention. And, you know, he's used his suit a lot. So he's, he's, he's doing all right. Yeah, and I'm like, you no know, parts are flopping and everything, and people are like, "Whoa, who would win a fight?" And they go, "We don't fight; we just buy each other things," you know, stuff like that. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. But, um, anyway, at some point, you'll have to try and catch some of us. You uh, catch the two of us doing some of our antics, our um, billionaire boys club uh, antics. Nice. What's your superpower? You know, and, and yeah. they actually admit to it in the what was it, the Justice League? What's yeah. your superpower? I'm rich. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. There <laughs> exactly. There it is. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, so you can catch, you know, uh, Jason Halverson as Tony Stark, Iron Man, hanging around with uh, with uh, Batman in Seattle, roaming the convention floor. That's uh, that's going to be that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, Jason, a couple of a couple things before I let you go and we wrap up here. Um, Bia, let's talk a little beyond uh, Emerald City. Uh, Is there anything uh, coming up in the future for uh, either yourself or costume characters for causes that that you'd like to talk about while I got you on the line? Um, Well, we usually do the parade, the Fourth of July parade in Edmonds, so you can always see us there. Uh, Jet City Comic Con, we uh, almost always attend that. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, it's not an almost. We, We always do. Uh, we have a great relationship with that particular organization. Um, so those are always going to be constants in our universe. And then, uh, you know, keep, a, keep an eye on our website or on our Facebook page. You know, facebook.com slash costume characters for causes or ccforcauses.org. Um, either one will get you there. You can check our, our social media on Facebook. We're at CBC4C. That's Charlie Bravo, Charlie, the number four, Charlie. They're still trying to get CC for causes. They haven't touched their Twitter account since 2011, but, you know, Twitter won't give it up. (laughs) I gotcha. But CC for causes, I do believe, at CC for causes is our Instagram account. So that's that's run by Batmat. Oh, nice. Very cool. He takes care of our Instagram account for us. Awesome. So, So, yeah, you can find us on social media, find us on the web. Um, and uh, just kind of keep an eye out for anything that we have coming up. And we're always looking for other stuff. We've got a great relationship with the uh, uh, the Food Truck Association mm-hmm. of the Northwest. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, Seattle's biggest wiener. I think that's the, the, the braggadocio that he has. Oh, man. <laughs> Too funny. All so he right. knows the jokes. I mean, he made the pitch, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he knows what's up. I mean, you, you don't yeah. put that on not knowing – what the uh, what the connotation and, and yeah, perhaps yeah. double on But the food truck is. association of Washington, they're great. Mm-hmm. We've we've done things with them. Also, uh, one of one of my personal favorites, and this is just because I'm a giant. This is one. 
okay, the Jason Halverson trivia okay. contest. I'm a huge World War II like trivia nerd. Sure. Like, you know, aircraft most specifically. Okay. Uh, but historical events, you know, everything leading up to the war and after the war. So in this particular area, there's the 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 museums, the Paul Allen museums, and I, I happen to work kind of in that area, so I get a chance to go over there and nerd out. And we did a thing once where uh, I was Odin with the giant beard okay. and the armor, like the really ridiculous fake beard too, right? Yeah, <laughs> and bad and bad wig. It, it's right? majestic. But the armor's awesome, but it's a bad wig and bad beard. And I'm in the the back area, and there's this whole like giant display, this wall of um, like giant uh, touch screens. Okay, that give you the breakdowns of the different wars. And I started talking about World War II. And this woman starts asking me questions, and I start answering the questions, and I go into, like, complete lecture mode. Oh my and then gosh. she turns and she looks at me, and she goes, I'm sorry, I just cannot take you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten I'm dressed as Odin. <laughs> Lecturing on World War II. Forsooth. That's awesome. Like, well, what you really should do is let's check out over here at this particular exhibit. And I'm like walking around and and giving her a guided tour of a place I've been in for two hours. But I know everything about those topics, so Mm -hmm. I was completely geeking out. And and it was funny. So if that lady ever hears your podcast, hey, it was nice meeting you. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> that's I think that's a that's as good that's a wrap. A, yeah I think so uh, but uh, um, again I'd like to thank you for joining me today and um, w- was there anything else uh, that we haven't mentioned yet uh, that we want to call attention to and promote uh, prior to Emerald City Comic Con? Uh, you know, right now uh, the majority of what we are working on is going to be the convention itself, Emerald City Comic Con uh, hashtag ECCC. Um, on social media, but, uh, you know, just the convention, uh, itself, our presence there on the TCC level, the auction and, uh, the good times project, always the good times project. Well, and, and, uh, one more time for the social medias and the website for costume characters for causes. All right. So, uh, costume characters for causes, you can find us at, uh, facebook.com slash CC for causes. Social media, uh, let's see, Twitter, we're at CBC4, the number four, C. Uh, our website is www.ccforcauses, that's CC, the number four, causes.org. And uh, Instagram at CC for causes, I believe. Perfect. Sounds great. Well, man, I, uh, I'm really excited to, uh, check out the new photo booth and, and see all the stuff, uh, all the cool stuff that's going on there. Um, and I will, uh, I will see you at the show. Thank you for, for helping us out. I cannot thank you enough. You're welcome. It's, uh, it's my pleasure. I, I, I like what you guys do. I, and I, I really appreciate it. And it's, uh, and it's, and it's great for the community. Awesome. Mike, Excellent. We'll see you at the convention. All right. Sounds great. Have a good one, my friend. Take care, bro. All right. Again, that is March 1st through the 4th. The Costume Characters for Causes booth returns to the Family HQ area of Emerald City Comic Con on the first floor of the TCC building at the Washington State Convention Center. Get your photo taken with your favorite superheroes and the best cosplayers in the Pacific Northwest. Join the call to action with them as they challenge you to be someone's hero every day. 
And don't forget the 2018 ECCC Funko Prototype Online Auction for Charity, benefiting the Good Times Project and featuring 41 rare, unpainted Funko Prototype figures generously donated by the Funko Art Department. Each one-of-a-kind figure is signed by the artists and 3D sculptors who worked on them, and you can preview some of the pieces at the Costume Characters for Causes booth. Registration is now open and the online auction will run from 10 a.m. Pacific time, Thursday, March 1st, to 2 p.m. Pacific, Sunday, March 4th, during the Emerald City Comic Con. Out of time once again. (laughs) Um, Next week, it's the last stop before Emerald City Comic Con 2018. It's going to be a music-filled episode featuring jams from all of the nerd music artists presented in the new music alley at ECCC, including Megathruster, who have just announced that they'll now have a table also, plus a spotlight on the featured performers at Crackle Fest 8. I'm going to have songs from Megarand, Lucia Fasano, and the brand new single from Kirby Crackle. It's a tune called It's Good to Be the King, inspired by Black Panther. You won't want to miss that. All of that and more on next week's all-new episode of Mike Seibert Radio. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. Help spread the word. I appreciate the support. Thanks for listening. My name is Mike, and until next time, make good choices.